Welcome back to the Whatcom Dads podcast, the local podcast where three dads share their parenting experiences. This week, we interview a teen and a tween to get their perspectives on parenting, and we do our first ever movie review. I'm Nathan Dwyer, and alongside Mark Bagley and Chris Roselli, we are the Whatcom Dads podcast. Well, one thing we did last week was the first round of the Halloween candy matchup. So, this week, round two. Oh, cue are the you music. ready? Cue, cue the, the music. music. Are you ready? I'm ready. Oh, first, I'm ready. First matchup: Twix versus Heath Bar. I don't know what you're gonna say. No comparison. You know what I'm gonna say? Twix Bar. Heath Bar. Twix wins. Yes! Not a big fan of the Heath bar. You know, it's a good one. It's good in a blizzard. I'm not a toffee guy. Ooh. Oh, well, that's See, and that's I did problem. just... I like chocolate bars with toffee in it. Yep. That is delicious. Yeah. Hence the Heath bar. You want yeah, to change your but like, no, I want like a big, thick chocolate bar with a little chunks of toffee. There's too much toffee. Heath is really a toffee bar wrapped in chocolate. There's mm. a lot of ways to my wife's heart, but Heath Dairy Queen Blizzard... Is up there. There's nothing like it. They're so good. If you like Heath. Love Heath. Heath's good. I could do a Heath Bar Blizzard with Oreo. That'd be good. Now you're getting complicated. You're mixing your metaphors or your candies. <laughs> you are. <laughs> M&M's versus Sour Patch Kids. M&M's. M&M's. I like Sour Patch Kids, but even I would say M&M's. Uh, Mark Bagley, peanut or plain? Plain. Peanut butter M&M or plain? Plain. Uh, almond or plain? Plain. What other flavors are there? There's like a thousand. Caramel M&M or plain? Plain. Mini M&M or regular size M&M? Regular. Actually, the minis are pretty rad. Eh, I don't like them. How about so. the, aren't there like crispies? There are the crispy M&Ms and pretzel M&Ms. Not pretzels. I kind of like the crispies. It's good. Pretzel yeah. one's good. Snickers versus Blow Pops. Snickers. Snickers. Yeah, I like Blow Pops, but Snickers are just... Did Snickers ever have a jingle? All these other bars that we've talked about have jingles, but I don't Uh, think... They really satisfy you. That's all it is. It's just Snickers really satisfies. That's it. I can't think of a... The commercials, though, were like... What are the ones where like the guys painted something wrong on the football field? Great googly boogly. And then this like time for a Snickers when you really made a big mistake. No, don't you remember that? No. This guy is painting the end zone, and he's like, and this oh, commercial's great. He is chefs instead yeah. of chiefs. And, the, and oh, a football right. player walks on and goes, yeah, that looks great, but who are the chefs? <laughs> and the guy looks at it, he goes, great googly boogly. And oh, I don't remember that. Oh, it's phenomenal. Wow. You have to look it up. I will. Reese's Peanut Butter Cup versus Butterfinger. Butterfinger. Peanut Butter Cup. Peanut Butter Cup all day, <gasps> and twice on Sunday. Enough said. Sweet tarts versus Skittles. Skittles. Sweet tarts. Ooh. I've already given my answer, so that I, I can't go back. Well, look, Nathan didn't have an answer. Ooh, He's on that the fence. Is tough. Well, because sweet tarts are a sort of rare treat. It's not one of those things you get all the time. Skittles are everywhere. You keep backtracking. I know, I'm, I'm a very decisive candy lover. I just love them all. I do. I'm an equal opportunity candy eater. Sweet Tarts wins. Oh, Whoa! Sweet Tarts! Nestle Crunch 
versus bubble gum. Chocolate is scrumptious <laughs> when it crunches. You can finish That's it. why I love Nestle, Nestle Crunch. Crunch. <laughs> I would have said bubble gum. I think Mark and I, we would have been Saturday morning cartoon friends. Oh my gosh. I think you still could be. <laughs> <laughs> Almond Joy versus Milky Way. <clears throat> I'm going to go with Almond Joy. In honor of my father-in-law and mother-in-law, it's their favorite candy. I'll let them be the tiebreak in my brain. I'll enjoy. You're both wrong, but we'll move it along anyway. <laughs> Milky Way is delicious. Milky Way is really good. It is really good. Damn it, Joy. In the final of the night, Three Musketeers versus the classic Hershey bar. You see, I'm thinking about what I will grab out of the Halloween container. Yes. Which is why I picked Almond Joy. I wouldn't buy that at the store necessarily, but in the Halloween container. And so in the Halloween container, I take the Three Musketeers over the standard bar. As would I. I think I would too. Here's the thing. We have eight left. Seven of them are chocolate. I'm sure. And I am fruity, sweet, sour candy guy. I enjoy chocolate, but... You guys have really tilted the scales <laughs> in favor of the chocolate candies. So the sweet tarts for you have got to, they got to win out. Yeah, it's not going to happen. But um, <laughs> be interesting if we did this with younger kids and say what they thought. But in any event, the final eight are Twix, M&M's, Snickers, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, Sweet Tarts, Nestle Crunch, Almond Joy, and Three Musketeers. Tune in next week to see who advances to the final four. I'm thinking we may have to have a taste-off. Oh, that's a good idea. That is a really good idea, Mark. Perfect. Stay tuned. Your life can change in an instant. Car accidents impact all aspects of your life and lead to pain and suffering, medical bills, and time missed from work. Robinson & Cole, attorneys in Bellingham, can help. They have represented thousands of clients since 1979. They also handle other types of injury claims, including workers' compensation. Consultations are always free and are available in Spanish. Robinson and Cole, when you need us, we will be here. Well, listeners, this week we are in for a treat. A few weeks ago, my daughter was interviewed to give you a perspective on what an eight-year-old is thinking about. And so now we have... Maybe a tween and a teen for your listening pleasure today. We are interviewing Chris's two daughters, Lexi and Alyssa. Ladies, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having us. It's awesome. I love listening to the podcast. Your dad has talked about you on several episodes, but just in case a listener is new, why don't you tell us how old you are and what grade you are in school this year? All right. Um, my name is Lexi. Uh, I am 15 years old, and I am a sophomore at Welcome High School. Um, my name is Alyssa. Um, I am a seventh grader, and I go to Colston Middle School. So, ladies, we have a few questions for you tonight. And, of course, your dad is not on this interview with us. You can be super honest. And yeah, he's ne- going to be listening to it, though. That's, he'll, that's he'll, no, he'll <laughs> never know what your answers are. <laughs> So the first question, one thing I'd love to know is how would you describe both your mom and dad's 
parenting style? And do they have different styles? That is a good question. My dad is a little less organized most of the time and kind of just go with the flow. Like, let's just wing it. Let's just see where it takes us. But then other times, like if we go on vacations, he's like, okay, we're going to do this, this, and this, and it's going to be great. On the other hand, our mom is like, everything's in order. Like, it's totally fine. Granted, she's also a teacher. And so she's like, I know exactly what I'm going to do like here and then, and also all of that. And so they have very different personality or not personalities, but parenting types, but also at the same time, they're really good at cooperating with each other and like knowing when to use either of their own parenting types. Alyssa is, uh, is one parent tougher than the other? Um, I mean, it depends on the case. If, me or Lexi get in trouble it'll be more like mom takes over and dad is like okay whatever I literally don't care anymore um but no it's not that he doesn't care it's just that it's just that mom can be tougher gotcha and she'll use right. yeah how about yeah. just when you guys are having an issue, maybe in your personal life or feeling down? Is there one parent that you tend to go to more often or are there different types of things that you bring to your dad versus what you might bring to your mom? Um, in my personal life, I usually go to tend to talk to my mom about it. Um, just That's the same with me. Yeah. Not, I'm also really close with my dad, but my mom is like literally my best friend. And so it's like, having that really awesome mother-daughter connection and bond um, is really helpful while being like a teenager, honestly. And so like being able to talk to my parents about any of that is really awesome. And I talk, and I go to my dad about a lot of stuff too. And so being able to go to both parents is really helpful. I think, yeah, I think that's sort of the same case with me, like that I'm like equally close with my parents each of my parents, but, um, if I'm having like school problems or like life problems, I'll tend to go to my mom because it's easier to talk to another girl. It's like easier to talk to girl to girl. If like they're about school problems or boy problems or whatever, it's easier to talk to. <laughs> it's easier to talk to another girl about it. Well, let's stay on that topic of talking to your parents and maybe could you share with our listeners for you at your age right now, what are sort of some of the things that kids your age are struggling with? Um, you know, it's been a real tough year and a half with COVID, but just generally what are seventh graders and sophomores dealing with on an everyday basis that parents might not just understand? Um, for me and my age group and for me personally, definitely. Um, just like I am getting really stressed with school. And so being able to kind of know that my parents are there, but also not have them check in on me 24-7, asking like, oh my gosh, are you okay? Like, do you need anything? Do we need to figure out the stuff out for you? Another thing is like, just let me figure it out for myself. I'll learn it the hard way or I'll figure it out my the easy way, like learn it by myself. And so being able to know that I have that layer of support, but also that layer of kind of, okay, we're going to hold back and kind of let her see where she goes but then for other people people are dealing with like depression and anxiety and sometimes that's not the most fun like especially 
Um, if you have like five friends at school, they're kind of dealing with that kind of stuff. It just kind of brings down the whole entire mood and it's not the most fun to hang out with them. But also what my parents told me or what my mom told me was just let them know that you're there for them and that you're their friend. That's all that you need to do and that they will open up to you when, when they want to. And if they don't, then they don't like, don't, don't push it because that could end up ruining a really great friendship. I think that the main thing that's happening at my school is like main drama, I guess, but like, I don't know, whatever that is. I try to stay out of that. Middle school things, you know? Yeah. It's been like that in middle school for decades. It has, and I think it will still continue to be like that. I'm sure it will. So uh, we've been doing this podcast for about a year now. That long already? Yeah. Can you believe it? That's crazy. I know. That's really crazy. So have you noticed any change in the kind of dad your dad is over the last year? Do things become a better dad because of this amazing, awesome podcast that we're doing? I I think he has. Actually, I know know he has. Um, He has definitely learned a lot from this podcast, like learned different parenting tips and learned different things from all the people you guys have interviewed. Um, so yeah, like he's just opened up more, been like, Oh yeah, whatever. Like, it's totally fine if you want to go do that or um, like, just make sure that you communicate with me and just kind of be aware of what you're doing and make sure that you're safe and kind of all of that kind of stuff. I think that like my dad, like he's always been a great dad, but like with this podcast, I think that he's learned more of like communicating and um, like not being more in me and Lexi's lives, but like having to like communicate and um, like talk with us more about what's going on at school and what's going on in life. This podcast happened and then he was like, okay, so I want to talk about this, this, and this. And then it kind of became like a bond of me and my dad of how, like what's going on and all that stuff. Well, given where you're at now, is there anything that you wish that your parents had talked to you more about or taught you more about that maybe would have better prepared you for middle school or high school? High school is tough. (laughs) Like my freshman year was all online. And so I didn't really get the whole point of high school. So this is kind of like my freshman year. Um, So I'm still trying to figure things out, trying to figure out what my classes are like, how grading works. So yeah, it's just a lot of things are different than the way that maybe they were when our parents were in high school. I mean, when my dad was in high school, he knew absolutely everybody. I mean, he still does. And so like, it was hard for me to make friends last year. And so he was like, just go up to him and say hi. And I'm like, dad, I'm not like you. I can't, it's not that easy for me to do that. (laughs) He's like, it's easy. And I'm like, again, it's not that easy for me. It might be easy for you, but it's not that easy for me. So just being able to like know, like for him to know that I'm not exactly like him or that we're not exactly like our parents says a lot. And it's like, oh yeah, like you don't have to be just like this. You don't have to be just like that. And we, he doesn't compare us to each other. He's not like, oh, you should be more like Alyssa or, oh, you should be more like Lexi. Like there's nothing like that, which is, I'm really thankful for. 
I mean, I think my parents did a really good job of helping us, both of us, um, especially me, helping us get through this pandemic and that they have been like the best people to quarantine with. That's great to hear. That's a nice compliment. That's a very nice compliment. <laughs> okay. I got a couple of uh, rapid fire questions for you. So like this right. is the, sh- the short answer version of your, uh, of your test today. All right. Give them to me. So Lexi. Yes. What is your most favorite thing to do with your dad? Um, I love playing cribbage with him and watching movies that Alyssa is not allowed to watch because then, and my mom doesn't like to usually watch the movies that we like to watch. Alyssa, what's the most favorite thing you do with your dad? Um, I think, um, being outside, um, and like shooting hoops with him, um, or mowing lawns together. Um, but like that bond that we have together definitely makes things better. And after, um, we do something together, he's like, I really enjoyed that. We should do that more often. Or, um, that was a great time. I loved hanging out with you or something really like spirited and, um, happy it makes my heart feel good and it makes me feel happy that's nice tell us something that your dad does for you that makes you feel loved that he might not realize is something that's important to you sings to me every single night he has ever since i was like six he did this more when we were little because we're like bigger and taller and older now but we would used to do like we would call it daddy gymnastics where oh my gosh favorite thing ever we would um move we would move the table and he would lay on his back and he would launch us we he would launch us into the couch mom absolutely hated With his it hands like we would be standing on his hands and he would launch us onto the couch my mom would like be having heart attacks every single time this happened he would like launch us and we would just do it over and over and over again. And I don't think um, that, like, especially now that I'm older, we would do it every once in a while. But, like, doing that just with him just makes us feel so happy and makes me feel happy. Well, I hope those traditions of singing to you and throwing you onto the couch continue well into your adult years. I hope so. <laughs> Thank you both for joining us. Uh, We really appreciate it. And I'm sure our listeners will benefit from hearing some of what you guys have said. So thanks so much. Good to see you guys. Thank you. Thanks, girls. All right. Well, we hinted at this a couple weeks ago. We're doing a movie review. And we chose a movie which is pretty relevant to parenting. The movie is Fatherhood. It's now available on Netflix. Stars Kevin Hart as a single dad who is raising his daughter after his wife dies shortly after childbirth. That's not a spoiler alert. That's how the movie is advertised. And it is, in fact, based on a true story. So we all watched this movie over the past couple of weeks. And if you haven't watched it yet and don't want any spoilers, give it a pause right here on the podcast. This is a podcast. You can come back later after you watched it. It's not like the radio or television. So (laughs) we'll give you a few seconds here to pause it. Otherwise, we're going into full-on spoiler mode. So, First question, guys. Zero to five stars. 
even your best Siskel and Ebert, what do you give to the Fatherhood movie? It was all right. I'd give it two and a half stars. <laughs> I like Kevin Hart, so I give it three stars. I didn't like his character a ton. Yeah. I, and I didn't like his friends. No, they could have found better actors or better writers to make the, the friends funnier. His that friend- is right in my notes right here. <laughs> Kevin Hart did a good job. The yeah. mother-in-law, she did a really she was great, great yes. job. Yeah. But here's what I wrote in my notes. I have to find it now. It says, it's almost like they spent their whole budget on Kevin Hart and they just found anybody to play the two friends. <laughs> yeah. Oscar, was he the bald dude? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He was Terrible. Yeah, they were not great actors. Yeah, not great. I would say three stars. Okay, so we're in the we're all in the ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. Now, was it better or worse than you expected? It was way better than I expected. I agree. I agree too. I thought after watching the trailer, I'm just kind of like, all right, this is going to be like your typical what used to would have been on Lifetime sort of TV Mm -hmm. movie, and now these things come out straight to streaming. So. I, I, I think it's worth a watch. I don't. Mm-hmm. It's not going to win awards. Yeah. Um, it's probably not a rewatchable, uh, to use a term that's used by another podcast <laughs> these days. Um, but worth a watch. And especially as a dad, there were some things that came up in the movie that I was like, oh, I remember that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, and given that now I have a three-and-a-half-year-old, I'm removed enough from the baby stuff that enough time has passed that I don't really remember those things. Was there any things that the characters did in the movie that you either said, oh, that was a good parenting choice, or I think they handled that well? Or conversely, was there anything you were like, oh, no, I've I've been doing this podcast for a year. They definitely handled that wrong. Well, I'm a big fan of swaddling. We loved swaddling the kids, and it worked magic for them. And so in the scene where the the mother-in-law well both the mother-in-law and mother swaddle the baby mm-hmm. uh and he makes this great statement is like can can she breathe i mean <laughs> you got that thing really tight and i remember when we were doing the same thing lexi always got out of her swaddle and our doctor just said you know what it's never been recorded that a baby has ever suffocated by being swaddled too tightly right. wrap that sucker around her and we did and she loved it so swaddling there was one part where they had the baby in the crib and there was a blanket in the crib and I completely like cringed because <laughs> when they're that age, they should not have blankets in the crib. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and so like immediately I jumped out of my seat. That was the one that I sort of was the most, had the most adverse reaction to. But the thing that I liked the best was when Kevin Hart's character was struggling with being a dad yeah. and he went to a support group. And it happened to be a bunch of moms. Yep. But for my family and my wife in particular, being into parenting classes, doing that has provided a community for her. It's provided a sounding board. It's provided education from instructors like Anne Marie, who we've had on the podcast. So I was like, yes, thumbs up. That's what you need to do if you're struggling. It's the best way to solve the problem. But they also nailed it because when he walked into that mom's group, what was the first thing she said? This is a mom's group. And he mm-hmm. said, no, it says parents out right. there. Right. There are certainly so many more resources for moms out there than there are dads. And there's this sort of double standard that 
there might be a reason for it. But you know, there was a point in the movie where they, it was a touching moment where the he somebody said to him, "You're a good mom," and I thought, can you imagine switching? that around if somebody said to a woman you're a good dad hmm. would that be the same compliment you just wouldn't hear that i feel Interesting. like so it kind of kind of irked me a little bit in that sense i was a little taken aback that the two mothers would suggest that he couldn't raise the baby on his own that bothered me a little bit yeah and you know th- it's based on a true story, and that's the stuff where you wonder how much got Hollywooded up. Of course. Sure. Um, but yeah, that was hard to swallow. Yeah. Um, and, he, and he considered it. I mean, only for a hot second, but he considered it. And yep. I thought, yep. hmm, I, I can't, st- I don't like that. I, no, I agree. I, and the question is, is, I mean, there's a lot of single dads out there raising kids. There's yeah. a lot of single moms out there raising kids. Right. And so a lot of this movie was alluding that you can't, do it by yourself. You have to have this support circle, especially in this case, it was the mom and mother-in-law and family. And and there's a lot of folks who don't have that, and mm-hmm. they have been able to make it work. Mm-hmm. So I think it's certainly important without doubt. But I have a question. Did any of it, he forgets his child once in the movie? Briefly. It's a funny twice. part. Oh, twice. You're right. <laughs> Did either of you ever forget your kids? Have you in, in all your time, have you ever forgotten your kid that you can remember? I don't remember forgetting my kids. I can remember one time where I don't know, you know, I got a few steps away, but just like they had been so silent and I'd driven home in the car. The driving home part, I'd forgotten the kid was back there, but I didn't leave them in there for a period of time. I was thinking of other things. They were asleep. And, oh, sure. and like yeah. you get home, that sort of thing. And unfortunately, you hear about how that sometimes can take a turn. And so a tip that I'd heard or been told after that was uh, if you have uh, a vehicle that has a remote start key, you don't have to put in the key. If you've got your kid in the back, put your keys on the floor in the back under the car seat. That way you're not going to be able to get out and lock the door while the kid is still in there. Alternatively, if you're a woman and have a purse, put your purse in the back seat. That way, if that ever comes up, you're not going to possibly be able to leave your kid in the car. I don't think our kids were ever quiet, so... (laughs) Have you ever forgotten, Chris? You know, I don't remember. Like Amy probably would remember a time that I did, but I, I honestly don't remember ever forgetting the kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Any other scenes that stuck out to you, either bringing up memories, good or bad, or things that were sort of relevant to how you've chosen to parent? Well, I watched it on an airplane, and uh, I found myself getting emotional throughout the movie. And I, I, I can't think of anything, any scenes in particular, but I would catch myself really welling up. And I thought, wow, I'm sitting next to this person. <laughs> They're not looking at me because I'm watching this stupid movie on my iPad. And uh, They're like, what are you watching, Steel Magnolias? He's like, no, it's the new Kevin Hart movie. <laughs> so, yeah, it just for, for, for some reason, it just some scene just struck me. There was one that struck me. I think it was the one when the, he went in for the checkup with the pediatrician. And the pediatrician had kind things to say to him mm-hmm. and told him he was doing okay. Yeah. And he sort of realized that he could do this and yeah. he was doing a good job. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I thought there were some really good lines in the movie that uh, that stuck with me. Um, 
One was that uh, the dad says not knowing the right thing to do is a dad's specialty. And I think there's certainly something that's very true about it. I think we are always trying to – we're making it up as we go along. We're trying our very best. And along those lines was another great line that said do what is best for her, meaning it was a line that said do what is best for your child. And so you could tie those two things together all the time. We don't really know what to do, but we're always trying to do whatever is best for our kid. And then the other one that was really good was – some advice I think from the father-in-law would basically said like sometimes you've got to let go because you can't control every scenario you can't keep them in a bubble they fall off the jungle gym you know they make a mistake you're not going to be able to protect them from everything so just the ability to on some level let go is a a really validating and and powerful thing yeah well and and there was another great line that said keep the parenting victories um so remember those and i think nathan you mentioned last week actually in the podcast about how you have a a child who is uh might need an exorcism that mark and i are gonna (laughs) perform and you know and there are times where you're just thinking this is insane like i i can't I, i have no idea what to do and when you have those victories to sort of remember, to kind of build you up as a parent, is, is always a good thing. I love the scene at the carnival, especially when they're going through the the mirror maze. Yes. I remember doing that with my kids and <laughs> banging into a mirror and just being scared and the whole thing. Did you punch the clown? I did not punch the clown. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that jumped out at me was there's a subplot about the daughter not wanting to wear a skirt to school and that being a requirement of the Catholic school where she attends and the daughter sort of chooses more boy clothes and I've talked about before that my son chooses a lot of girl clothes Um, his sisters wear them he wants to fit in and we've been okay with that but it can be a struggle and you really just have to think about it and um, you know it's hard for me sometimes to say well I want him to wear whatever he wants, but I don't want to have people judging us out in public. And so um, that brought up a little little feelings with me. But she kind of still did because she wore her boy's underwear yeah. underneath her skirt. So she was still was kind of doing her own <laughs> thing. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. And there's a little thing at the ending credits. If you haven't watched the movie, the uh, skirt thing gets resolved there at the end. So check oh, I didn't that watch, out. I didn't watch full, the full credits. Oh, yeah. Right after... Like just maybe thirty seconds to a minute after the credits, there's a mini scene at the end that cool. resolves the I'll have to watch the, that. the skirt issue. <laughs> Go back and watch it. You know, and, and movies with babies, poop is always hilarious. Yeah, I mean, because every parent has had to deal and has lost uh, to a dirty diaper, a blowout, whatever it is. And so I thought some of those scenes were pretty darn fun. It's sort of like a badge of. Or not a badge. It's sort of like a rite of passage, right? Totally. You have to have the blowouts. You yeah. have to have the. I I also remember thinking, gosh, I forgot how helpless you feel when you can't get them to stop crying. Oh, I mean, again, I'm a couple years removed now, but just having them mm-hmm. crying for hours and hours, and you've done everything, and what else can I possibly do for you? And, and didn't he say I I gave them colic? <laughs> yes, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know I should be washing my hands more often, right. and I I gave them colic. That was good. <laughs> Just like any good comedy, there was a good montage about halfway through the movie, and that was the part where he couldn't put the stroller back. He couldn't oh. make the stroller fold up. He couldn't put together the furniture. He yeah. couldn't get the car seat in. Uh, I think the forgetting the kid was in there and the swaddling. That was really nice to say, like, oh, I've been there, and I've done that. Done and all I, that. And I 
I don't have to do any of that anymore. Yeah. There was a line where someone was giving him advice, or maybe it wasn't giving him advice, but he was talking to another dad, and the dad said something like, man, I can't wait till Mondays, till I get out of that house, and I don't, <laughs> I don't have to be around my kids. That's right. And Kevin Hart says something to the effect of, it's like, well, I bet your kids can't wait till Monday either. <laughs> <laughs> well, and as your kids get older, and in my case, I'm two and a half years away till Lexi's gone, I... It makes me even more sad to hear that because if I could go back in time and take any moment where I wasn't paying the full attention that I could have been, I would love to take that back now. Yep. Any closing thoughts on Fatherhood the movie? Touching movie. It's a good movie to watch if you uh, are looking for something to watch on a Thursday evening. I don't know why I picked Thursday. Yeah, and, and we didn't talk about his love interest at all, but I think it was a nice story there how she interacted with the daughter. Right. Yeah. And I thought that, I thought that was very tastefully done. Yeah. That yeah. whole relationship. Yeah, navigating dating as a single parent. I can't imagine how difficult that can be. Yeah. What's the right timing for getting your kid involved to meet the prospective partner, um, depending on the age of the kid. So yeah, you're right. They handled that well. Mm-hmm. The one thing I would say is like like a lot of these movies, there was a you know, some strife between Kevin Hart and the romantic partner, and it all got wrapped up in 45 seconds at the end of the <laughs> yeah, movie. Of course. Like, yeah. here's some flowers and a note and some and ice cream. And ice cream, and we're all happy all again. Better, yeah. But you yeah. know what? They ran up against that hard out at a, an hour and 50 minutes and had to right. get it wrapped up. <laughs> right. Well, if you haven't watched it yet, it, it like Chris said, it is worth a worth a family watch. Um, Fatherhood the movie now on Netflix. <laughs> Thanks again to Lexi Melissa Roselli. And as always, thanks to our sponsor, Robinson and Cole Attorneys. You can reach the show through our Facebook page or email us at whatcomedadspodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast in your favorite podcast platform. Next week, we bring back Anne-Marie Reed, a local parenting educator. And we also begin a two-part discussion on emotion coaching. They're currently excavating the largest known dinosaur tibia to date. Apparently, it's a real shindig. (laughs) That's an awful (laughs) You might have to ask your kids about this one. What's a thousand times better than Instagram? What? Insta kilogram. That's a really good one. You know, air used to be free at the gas station. Now it's a dollar fifty. Do you know why? Why? No, why? Inflation. <laughs> <laughs> I just pumped my tires up like a week ago. <laughs> <laughs>